right. This is Betty Jane Camp with Parkinson's and Poetry, and I'm speaking with Maddie Cleveland from Spokane, Washington, who wonderfully, thankfully, reached out to me and shared some really cool poems from her and her group, Women Affected by Parkinson's, out of Spokane. Um, Maddie, would you mind reading any and all of the poems that you've sent me? I would be honored. Everybody Needs a Memory, a poem by the women affected by Parkinson's in Spokane, Washington. Thanks first to Bird Baylor, who wrote Everybody Needs a Rock. Bird, you have inspired many poets in my classroom over the years, and now you've inspired us. Thank you. Ha! We can hear you laughing out there. We think... You think because we're older and have Parkinson's, we're losing our marbles. Well, we aren't. The memories we want to share have to do with parties, people, school teachers, good and bad, foods, holidays, babies, romance, laughing and crying. So give us some of your time and see if our memories cause you to recall your memories. Stuffed animals. Some of us still place them on our beds no matter our age. We can't, no way, give it away or throw it away. It's my special animal, whines a six-foot-four tall junior in college. I'm not ready to give it up. So there it stays, the giraffe, the bear, the hippo, the treasured stuffed toy that carries so many memories. My teddy bear that I had as a child still sits in my own little white rocking chair. He doesn't move much anymore, as he's very old, but he still looks good, happy, and warm. Grandchildren can't truly grasp the meaning of Parkinson's, and when we listen to them, we can't grasp anything about Baymax, Cairo, Go-Go, Optimus Prime, or Heat Wave. Isn't Go-Go a name of a dance in the 60s? Which one's your favorite, Grandma? Bumblebee, I reply, giggles and happiness. Mine, too. Bumblebee's the rescue bot. Becomes a yellow VW bug. This we recognize. And better yet, we rode one in the 60s. Now we're a hero with a bad Wi-Fi connection. No problem, Grandma. I'm going to be a nurse. I'll take care of you and get you ungarbled. Do you need any new batteries in your hands? Giggles. Happiness. Sports. Huge in our family. Dad brought Dad more into my life. Otherwise, Dad was was in the field from early morning to dark. He gave us the gift of baseball the chicken coop for our backstop, the wheat field for our goal. He gave us the gift of basketball, the hoop on the side of the equipment shed. Dad was huge in our family. Food, family, photos. Mole, kibinehi, papikash, gnocchi, hummus with pita bread, shish kebabs, spanakopita, tabbouleh, dolomas, baklava, figs and dates stuffed with walnuts, dusted with powdered sugar, Deep, dark, thick rocket fuel. Memories are flooding over the head into the heart. Laughter, bickering about how the recipe should be followed. Laughter, sharing the load. Everyone finds a place to help. Laughter, over the top. Tears from the memories, both loving and lovely. You know what I love about getting together with all my family? Asked the firstborn second cousin, the one who will instill the carrying onward of the carrying on. You all look like me and love the food I love. Photo after photo, preserving the moment for the children and their children and their children. We will sit with our great-grandchildren on lap, sharing our stories, so we can share their stories with our, our great-grandchildren. Everybody needs a memory.
Here we go. Mommy. (laughs) (laughs) That was honestly, and then when I read them all, the first time I was reminded of an epic poem, right? I mean, this is like the contemporary epic poem. Yes. (laughs) So incredibly um, woven, like a quilt. And I, I was actually really curious. How did you guys write this as a group? Did everyone just contribute their own lines? Right. So we last year we did, um, let's see, what did we do? Denise Rock? No. Oh, I know. We did a poem for two voices. And we said, um, we have a really amazing group of women that are very um, open and transparent. We cry together. We laugh together. But we really like to laugh together. So... <laughs> when we did the poem last year, we said, let's do something positive and then something that, not negative, but something that is of concern for us. And so we did that, and we and because they were like, I'm not writing poetry, I'm not writing poetry. I said, just write one sentence about how you feel. So they did, and it worked out really, really well. So this year, Sally, who's in charge of our group, said, Madi, would you do it again? I was like, okay, let me, let me think of a, a poet that I like and see if they can. Uh, so we did Everybody Needs a Rock. Well, from Everybody Needs a Rock came Everybody Needs a Memory. And we talked Mm -hmm. about our stories, and so they did. They just wrote things down and said, okay, put it together. It's your job. So it took a couple weeks, uh, you know, a lot of anxiety, but um, then I sent it (laughs) to the gals that had put in the word, and they loved it. So we said, okay, let's get it. Get it where it belongs, and that's with you. That's so neat. I really, really into it. Especially, I have to say, the um, I'm one of those adults with a stuffed animal. So oh, <laughs> that oh, really, God. really appealed to me. <laughs> what kind of a stuffed animal do you have? I'm just curious. Yes, it's a lamb. It's a oh. lammy. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> yep. Can you get rid of it? No, God, no. Yeah, <laughs> my uh, future husband already is well acquainted with lammy. So, <laughs> nope, we're in it for life. And then the yeah. food piece was was fantastic too. What an array of delicious delicacies, and my That's mouth my was family. watering by the time <laughs> that was yours. That's my family. Uh-huh. That is definitely oh. my family. Uh-huh. Yeah, they That's know good. we know all these foods, and and then we laughed really hard at the last gathering. Like I said, the oldest um, cousin, he's the next generation, stood up, and he was so excited that. He was with people that looked like him and people that loved his food, and he didn't have to explain anything. It was just, it was hysterical. And I thought, oh, I just love that line. I've just held on to that so long. So, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of traditions in making food and how it's made and who's to take over. And, um, and now I'm at that older, the oldest generation because my mom just passed away and, um, so it's our duty to make sure that everybody knows how to cook those foods, you know, the way that they were cooked. So, a lot of stories yeah, that's, that's that. really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've just stepped into that role, or have you seen it coming? Um, no, I knew it was coming. We had there's a tradition where the I know this is going to sound confusing, but the youngest daughter in the family. So that's my mom. She's the baby. She, um. It's her job to teach the oldest daughter, so that's me. Well, my mom didn't didn't learn how to do the cooking, so um, a cousin came to visit us in California when I was 14. Now, this is a gal from 
little Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania that comes to um, Huntington Beach, California. The last thing she wanted to do was make Syrian food. She wanted to eat <laughs> French fries on the beach, you know, and tacos. I'm sure. I'm sure. So when I graduated from college, I went back east to my little auntie who's like four foot two, and she spent a month teaching me how to make all these foods. So I've been carrying it on for a long time. <laughs> that is really neat. And you carried it on into your poem. Yes, yes, it did it all in there really great, especially the names of so, all those different foods. Yes, and I mean, that in and of itself is sort of a torch passing on, you know, not necessarily to your family and not in a, a more ceremonious way. Um, but still, it's really neat that you've shared that with us. And Thank I was you. also wondering, you were given the role of, of facilitator here, poetry mm-hmm. translator, basically, because I, yeah. I feel oftentimes that you'll have responses like you did where they're like poetry, yikes. Um, but yeah, it sounds yeah. like you, you made it pretty fun and, and casual, which actually is a really, I think, a really great way to enter poetry. And that shows right. here. Right. And so they, have you been writing? A story. Myself. I, I keep a, I've kept a journal, but I, um, not poetry at all. Poetry was kind of the same way for me, except for that, you know, I taught um, poetry in sixth grade class. But the reason I taught everybody needs a rock or everybody needs something is in sixth grade, the kids have to write a persuasive essay. So it was like, in the in the book, Everybody Needs a Rock, she tells you 10 reasons why you need a rock. My kids had to tell me 10 reasons why you need an iPhone. <laughs> or, you know, a sister or whatever they thought they needed to have. It's like, okay, you have to be persuasive. So, yeah, tell me why. Yeah, sit down when we're sitting down with ladies that, you know, have never done poetry, like it, but never wrote it. I said, just write your story. I'll I'll get it I'll get it worked in there. Don't worry, I promise. So and that's and it happened. So this is what the results were. Wow, how fun. So was it yeah. one session the actual was, writing mm-hmm. happened? Right, right, right. And one then you session. edited it. Right. That's a lot of work to edit all that. Yeah. Well and I had a fear of it, but last year it worked out so well. Everybody was like, Oh, this is great. We had such a good time and we made a poem. And they love reading the poem and reading their part in there. So, for instance, the sports, that's Sally. That's all Sally's words um, that have to talk about um, her dad and sports and how important they were to her. And the grandkids are are kind of a muddled of three or four stories of grandkids, you know, and and how do I put in Wi-Fi connection (laughs) type story in there. But it all works well. So... And Betamax and the stuffed animals, that there were people in my group, you know, that you know, we're we're great grandmas, some of us are great grandmas and still have their stuffed animal from the where they were a kid. Like, I was what? wondering I was wondering if it was one of you or or you were speaking about your children or grandchildren who still had theirs. But it's one right. of people of your generation as well. It's just man, exactly. We can't shake so the, <laughs> the six foot four tall junior is my son who never okay. does anything. And but uh, <laughs> my teddy bear still sits on my own little walk, rocking chair is one of the gals in our group. So she has a little white rocking chair that she had as a child 
and she still has that rocking chair, and her stuffed animal sits in that rocking chair. So oh. it's like, <laughs> and she's a great grandma. I know. <laughs> she's not immune. Like, yeah, you're not going to get rid of it. Nope, nope, nope. No. No. <laughs> and I have oh, one, good. too. I have, I have an anteater. My son, yeah, from anteater is the animal from uh, University of Irvine. And I went to the oh, club okay. there. And my brother gave it to me. And um, at first I thought, what, what are we doing here? What is this? <laughs> and it's, it's their, it's their uh, mascot. And now mm-hmm. and I, I have moved that thing thinking, oh, gosh, I need to get rid of it. Let's just throw it in the garbage. And I take it out of the garbage. Oh, let's put it in the Goodwill bag. I take it out. Now everybody wants it. It's like, oh, my gosh, you have an anteater from <laughs> It's so old. You know, but anyway. Oh, that's yeah, I got it. As an <laughs> and then you still have it as an adult. That's cool. I still do have it now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Come up with some really good, good conversations, so. I bet, especially an anteater, it's so specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what brought you to Washington State from California? Uh, a husband, a really cute a guy husband. that decided he wanted to be married. When I graduated from college, I hitchhiked around the country. Yes, me, the hippie was. And I stopped in Washington because I had a brother that went to school here. And um, I spent the Christmas with him, and I met my husband. And 16 hours after he married, he uh, met me. He asked me to marry him. So oh said, my goodness! Oh, you know, do you see this family that it looks kind of like the big fat Greek wedding family? You need to come meet them. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> and he survived. <laughs> and now he makes all those foods, and he eats all those foods too. Oh, wow! So he <laughs> he was a good fit. Oh, fantastic! Well, when I first met him, he ate. Um, what is that? Like macaroni in a box. Oh, hamburger helper. Oh and goodness. RC Cola because his name is Ron Cleveland, so he liked RC Cola and potato chips. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we so need to fix this. <laughs> so, yeah, I have it sounds so like you have. Oh yeah, he li- he loves it. <laughs> now you know there's shows all over television and stuff. So yeah. Uh, he knew right away when he read that. He goes, "Oh, that's your part." Yep, that would be oh, all. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So everybody has a little chunk in the in the uh, poet poem that comes together, and it, then it's their poem. So it was it's fun yeah. to do. I hope we can keep well, doing it. I hope you do. I look forward to. I mean, I don't know if this was intentional that you wrote it around April for Awareness Month or anything, but I hope that we can expect to check in on you guys at least. For that every year. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, Sally's the one that instills it. Calls and says, "Okay, you ready?" So it's so like, good. We'll have to. Well, I'm looking. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to please keep us in the loop. And I'm looking at a picture of you guys. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is it the whole group? One, two, three, four, five. No, there's way more than that. It was just that that was the only ones that showed up that day. That was just prior to. Um, the little craziness, the little um, adventure we're all going on together. <laughs> you know? Wow, great way to put that. Yeah. Like trying all right, to so this is a so, yeah. Yes, one of the last few times you were all together then. Right, exactly. Well, and then after that, we've been using Zoom, so that's been really Oh, nice. you have. Very yeah. good. And has again. that been um, user-friendly for most of you, have people in your group? 
Yes. You, I'm surprised, but they are very adept in the computers. I'm probably the, <laughs> the worst, but, um, <laughs> you know, when I was a school teacher, I had a computer that I had to use all the time, and they were always changing things. But I made sure I had a computer geek in my classroom, a little 12-year-old. Oh, excellent. How to turn this on. <laughs> Love you. Thank you so very much. You're awesome. <laughs> so, someone would raise their hand and say, Mrs. Cleveland, I'd say, please, come teach me how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> They're very adept. So <laughs> that, well, so what do you do now the then without a 12-year-old? Uh, without kids around? Yeah. Um, well, I'm doing the over-the-internet <laughs> teaching art. So, oh, wow. You are yeah. still teaching. Okay, very cool. Just just to my grandkids. Um, and no, just spreading out because the word's getting out a little bit that would I help. There's a thing called feller mass, not masks um, for the breathing thing, but feller masks that are art masks. And there's a gal that's cool. in our Dance for Parkinson's group. She and her husband are the fellers, Marsha Feller and Ron Feller. And when I was a mommy helper a gazillion years ago, <clears throat> I went and helped um, kids cut out the mask pieces to put into taking a one-dimensional piece of paper and making it three-dimensional. And you can make anything you want. So the first mask they had to make was a mask of themselves. So I'll have to send you a picture. They were very cool. Um, Please do. Yeah, so in order for the kids to do that, I had to send – they had to choose paper on my end, you know, so a session of choosing paper and then a session of – um, mailing it to them and then for them to choose what they're going to make. But they have to make their face first because then they learn how to fold the paper and how to make eyelashes and make it a 3D project. So, yeah, so pretty soon we're going to have dragons and horses and uh, walruses. Oh, nice. Yeah. So are you being so, recruited then for for these stay-at-home um, newly well, home educators, through, parents? Yeah, through friends, through friends. Oh, okay. So I have a friend that wants her daughter wants to make a um, unicorn. So I had to, okay, stay up one night and make it, you know, because I have to make a template first, and then they can mm-hmm. um, and send the stuff to them, and then they call and say, okay, what do we do first? So I just walk them through it, and it's fun. It keeps me busy, and it, and you know, makes me at least visit with the outside world. So I'm not a total hermit because we live on Mount Spokane. We can go out and walk and not run into anything but turkeys and deer, so we're safe there, you know. Oh, very good. Yeah. And what about that makes me – oh, what about um, me or the organization? Yeah. Well, just you as far as this whole thing is going. It's going okay? Yeah. I mean, I'm actually in a pretty similarly lucky boat because we, just before the pandemic really hit the United States, we – bought a house on six acres out on Whidbey Island in western Washington. So it's been, yeah, we feel so fortunate. Um, My dad has Parkinson's and he lives alone right now. He's actually going to move in with us um, here pretty soon. So it's been tough for him. I think that that's been Mm -hmm. the hardest part for our family. He lives alone and, and he, you know, for a while we were just trying to quarantine. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, now that we've, we've been, healthy for over a month now we are starting to uh carefully interact and so that's helping yeah. but he gets so to come out and, and mow the lawn he's um yeah. 62 
Okay, so he is, would he get diagnosed early? Yes, he was diagnosed very young, 39. I was about nine oh. years old. Oh, so you've lived with it your whole life. Yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, Marty? Um, I got diagnosed three years ago, and um, I just feel like I just got my medication. What Leah, the other poet that I was talking about that wrote her own poet, said um, she calls it paradise. We're both in paradise right now. So our oh, bodies are worthy of your meds. Mm. Yeah, everything they talk about that cocktail being balanced, and it took um, almost two and a half years to find it. But you know, boy, the moment it kicked in, it was like, I like this. This is great. This is perfect. <laughs> you know, because wow. Parkinson's people, I think they wake up in the morning. At least for me, and I have talked to Parkinson's people. You wake up in the morning, you know that you're either going to be a Tin Man, you're going to be a sloth, you know, or both. You know, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you wake up and your body is, like, functioning at this great level, I would run around like a banshee and clean, cook, you know, just do as much as I could, as much as I could, because I know the next day it would disappear. Well, the next day it didn't disappear, and then the next day it didn't disappear, and I was like, wow, this is super, you know. So when I went to see my doc, he said, how are you doing? you feeling great? And I said, no, I'm not feeling great. I'm feeling fantastic. I like this day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I and so that took a while to find exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, my, I was having people cut my food in the restaurant. Um, yeah. Help me put on my bra for kind of I just, every, mm-hmm. you know, and I kept thinking, I kept getting more humble and more humble mm-hmm. and, you know, asking for help. And I thought, well, this is how, <clears throat> how it's always going to be, you know. But um, I have a fantastic neurologist, and he didn't want it to be that way. He said, we're going to get you back to normal. And I'm like, I would like that. <laughs> so, yeah. so now I'm, Good. I'm back doing all those crafty things that I can do, the small motor skills now. And, um, yeah, it feels good. It feels really good. Oh. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. That That's Thank such you. a thing to celebrate. I mean, it sounds like you really have a um, an adaptable, to use your word, attitude anyway. You know, for well, you to have been yeah. so ready to come to peace with a lifestyle that is pretty dra- drastically different, you know, with mm-hmm. Parkinson's, and then yeah, um, yeah. that's yeah, that's really honorable. Um, thank cool. you. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, and thank you for sharing that too. And I was um, wondering if you wouldn't mind offering. Do you have any advice for people newly, recently diagnosed? Uh, you have so many creative outlets, and you have your support group. I'm just mm-hmm. wondering. What's something you would recommend for someone uh, just sort think, of starting to face their journey? Right. I think this, the top-notch thing for me and the top-notch thing for anybody is to find a friend. I have two. Sally was one, is one and another guy named Sue that, that reached out to me and said, please call me if you need anything or if you have any questions. And, you know, I've said that to so many people, and they never call. But I called these ladies. I was feeling like I had just gotten some new medication. It worked for about two weeks. Then I felt like garbage again. So I I shot them an email, and both of them responded and said, you know, they gave me great advice, and they stayed on top of me. They um, took me under their wings, and um, they have been wonderful, wonderful people to talk to, you know, to say, I feel like garbage or, or I'm celebrating or I'm crying, you know, I don't feel like going anywhere today, you know, so um, they have helped 
me along this path and I, we can't do it by ourselves. You know, even though you think, okay, I'll feel, I'll feel better tomorrow. I'll call my friend tomorrow. You know, so I think hooking up with somebody is so very important. And when they say, please call, do it, call them. They mean it, you know, so. You know, and that's really incredible. I think a lot of people, I've I've heard exercise a lot. I've heard movement um, mm-hmm. generally, and mm-hmm. the friendship piece is pulling this full circle for me. In that you mentioned that you in your group are are very vulnerable mm-hmm. with each other, and right. what a difference that would make. I think Parkinson's already humbled you no matter what. Like it's you yeah. don't really have a choice. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so for for this group of people to lean into that together, mm-hmm. it sounds life changing. It's, it really does. It but, is. I um, mean, there there are lifelines, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's hard because we meet from four to six. Some of us are tired, you know. We're just like yeah. I'm. I'm on the very end of my, you know, what day, and we go to the meeting, and I'm always uplifted. I might you know, <sighs> shuffle to the car, but I'm like, okay, I'm so glad I came. I'm so glad I oh. came. You know. So yeah, it's. I think that connection is so important. So um, Zoom is going to keep us going here because we can't get together, you know. So right. we're we're considered vulnerable people, and that that's another hard thing to take, you know. When you yes. say you're handicapped, you're vulnerable. You're one of the vulnerable people. You don't feel vulnerable, you know. I just want to hug mm-hmm. the kids. I want to hug my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Did you transition? Were you pretty ready to accept, you know, the social distancing and the restrictions? Was that a hard transition for you? Um, a little bit. You know, I'm I'm definitely a people person, um, but we wanted to follow the rules. I think the biggest thing for us is that um, we have this daughter who's very protective of brand new baby, and we want mm. to see the baby. Um, you know, she asked us way before this whole thing had shown up, um, make sure you have a pertussent shot. And we were like, mm-hmm. what? what? What's that? You know, because we think we have everything. And she said, so we got it and went right back to her, you know, took a picture, shot it to her, said, both of us got the shots. If there's anything else, let us know. Well, then this showed up and she said, you know, make sure that you don't um, do anything crazy. You know, wear your mask. Take care of yourself. <laughs> you know, don't just don't just say this isn't going to isn't a big deal. So, um, and it has become a big deal because we've had friends that have lost friends. My son mm-hmm. has lost three of his friends. So it's like, wow, this is a little bit too close to home. So, yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. we're doing it for each other. That's right. that's a really serious reminder, I think. Right. I, that's what would take it from, the, that is what took it for me from mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm young, I'm healthy. You know, my dad, even though he has Parkinson's, he's he- relatively healthy. And okay. you know, but it's like, no, you have to remember that that it's not just about what you what you see right in front of you. You know, is that right. we're all actually really dependent on each other's choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, and that's that resonates for me too, Maddie. And um, I just really admire that you are are pulling through. And it's clearly so many ways for your family and and also for the women affected by Parkinson's. So mm-hmm. thank you for doing all that you do. And, and I'm really happy for you that you found a, a cocktail that, that sits right. Oh, 
that's yeah, a really cool thing. Yeah, we're calling it a paradise cocktail. <laughs> it's a paradise cocktail. I would order that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 